Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. We are four wide on a Thursday afternoon. We're all geared out in our CHGO merch. Jared Willis and I going with the varsity uh, sweatshirt hoodie. Cody's got the CHGO basketball with the with the beanie. Look at this. Ryan Herrera's got the camo CHGO hoodie all for sale at allchgo.com. CHGO locker, yeah. CHGO locker. And 20% you can also off read. if you're a diehard. Oh, yeah. Oh, diehard. I forgot about that. And you I get the forget. card. That's the like, best deal in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Now, I, just, I didn't get the hat memo, though. The beanie? Oh, I've got yeah, one. I wear a hat every You're day all wearing hats. Yeah. Okay. But you got the nice slick back, a little bit yeah, hair. That's right. You just got the good hair going yeah. on. Yeah, I just put the hat on because so I have bed hat. I put a beanie on and my my hat hair, it, it's a disaster. I can't let the internet see it. Yeah. I understand. I understand. You know, I and people were wondering, first of all, Lawdog, you're laughing, but it's true. What were we, like 30 seconds late from 120? Everybody's trying to say that it's my fault. I was here. And then I was here. I got some chicken nuggets in my teeth, but I was here. I was here. Well, then Blue Dabs Dabs is saying Cody's Del Tardy. No. This is not the day to do that. No. No. Blue Dabs. Not the day day. This is not the day. Uh, Cody's been dealing with passport issues, trying to get on a vacation, when was when did you apply for this passport? October. October. Yeah. You did the whole thing, what, right? What the, the hell's wrong thing. with our government? The you thing can't is, get a passport I, from October to January. I I the thing is is like I, it's not even like I'm applying for one. I'm I'm applying to renew one. Yes. Like I already had one. I had like, one for ten years and it expired. All I got to do right. is update the picture. You're, <laughs> you're yeah. not applying for a passport having come from eight different countries. Right. But, with a six bunch different of name changes. Turns right. out, a bunch of aliases yeah. and stuff like turns that. Turns out it's harder is... to leave this country if you're a citizen than it is to come here. <laughs> there you go. It's, I don't know. Well, People don't will know disagree, People will gonna, disagree with that. that. Subject that's how, that's what's okay. in my head now. <laughs> I mean, I think you can get out. <laughs> they just won't let you back in. I think, <laughs> I think that's I how not, it works. I don't, I don't know how it works. But I've just been watching The Sopranos just when I thought I was out. They pull you back in. back in. What I said was they should just like have a DMV. will give you the paper ID until you get your real right, ID in the right. mail. Yeah, do it with the passport. Well, especially for a renewal, it's you've got it already. Mm-hmm. I guess the passport okay. has that little booklet. I don't know what else is in the booklet. If I'm being honest, I only know the page with your yeah. with your, with your picture and on it. Another idea. So it's like, listen, the diehard card's got to count for something. Yeah. See if you can get yeah. through. See if you can get through security. If you yeah. don't get back, you're in Mexico for the winter. It's like car. it's like dumb you know. and dumber. You just hey, it's okay. Let's do all our shows remote from Mexico. Yeah. Just yeah. put it in like a leather pouch and be like Del Mendo, <laughs> diehard. Yeah. yeah, just real CHO fast. CHO diehard. I don't know where Blue Dabs is from, but he said his his state got the new digital driver's license. It's haywire. My brother just moved to Texas, and he's still like there's like a wait list to go to the DMV to get your to get his new license. <laughs> It's it, like a month. I think it's in February is when he said. As if anybody wants to go to the DMV. Yes, exactly. Now you've created a wait list to get there. Yeah, I'm like, that's why I'm like, yeah. like well, we could just walk into the DMV, walk, you know, get so, it, get the ticket, and by the time so, you know, you're, so you're this, in and out, in a this couple is hours, like probably. The, not only is it frustrating because it's because I'm trying to re- just renew my passport, right. but the people at the passport agency are no help. Like I don't even know what their job is at this point. They're still on holiday. Well, they're there and yeah. they're taking calls and telling people <laughs> bullshit. Like this is, like they keep telling me I have to get an appointment. Okay, can I get an appointment? And they're like, no, they're all full. Damn. In all twenty six, apparently twenty six locations in the United States, they're all full. Shouldn't they? When you applied in October, shouldn't you have gotten an update at some point from them saying like, uh, you should get an appointment because this isn't working? Like one would think, something. Yeah. Yeah. Some sort of feedback. And it even asks, it even asks when you do it, when are you leaving the country? And I put the date that I'm leaving yeah. the country. Like, and you're doing the responsible thing. It's months yeah. in advance. Yeah. So I now, think, so now okay. you're going to waste your passport fee. Yeah. You're going to waste an airplane ride yeah. to yeah. Mexico. You're going to waste an all-inclusive resort. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the airplane ride back. And the airplane <laughs> ride back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think the way to go here, Cody, is to put it out to anybody in CHGO land. If you want to go to Mexico on Cody's dime. <laughs> I don't think she would like that. <laughs> she but. wouldn't. But. You might want to vet these people first. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say this. My tips are open on Twitter. Yeah, if you want to pay him back. My tips are open out. on Twitter. You Help know what I mean? 
He's, he's got a ticket to an all-inclusive. Right yeah. <laughs> His Venmo is uh, Cody underscore CHGO. Maybe not. I don't know what it is. No, that's not what my Venmo. That's, but if you go to my Twitter account, tips at the top, there you go. What if but, you're just willing oh, to man. sit in the middle seat on Southwest Airlines like uh, like Frank Schwindel? Frank Schwindel. Can't you do it? No? Yeah, right. Mike Dubb said you can cover Mexican League Baseball, Cody. Oh, Actually, you can point. because he, he, he can't get there. Uh, so uh, that's the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. <sighs> Yeah. All right. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, we feel for you, and uh, at least you guys all get to see me next week. Well, is there's still no chance. There's no chance it's happening. I mean, I already canceled my flight. Mm. You know what here, I mean? oh my! So th- they've told Cody. you f- for sure that it's not going to be here next week. Well, I can't. Well, like no, on no one can tell me. Like there's oh, no one telling oh boy. me. Oh boy! And it's on Monday. Are you thinking when what leave, I'm thinking, right? Law? It's going to show up on Saturday. Yeah. Don't even put that in the universe. If it shows no, up on Saturday, the only thing that could happen worse to Cody is if Molina comes well, back okay. for one more year. So th- this is here's the reason that I <laughs> went ahead and canceled mine, is I get a call from the resort today telling me that my credit card was declined, and the reason being was because my credit card got hacked like a month ago, and I had to get a new one, mm-hmm. and I just didn't call them to give them my new card, and well they e- they'd be e- emailing me this week because I hadn't done it, and I got an email this morning saying. If you do not uh, give us your credit card, we're going to cancel the reservation. Uh, but you can't. But I can't do that. And they said they're going to cancel the reservation, like, by tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so it's, so then, it's like. So then she won't be able to go. Yeah, so then no. she wouldn't be. Uh, oh. and, and, we're in a situ- and I'm in a situation of, okay, what are the odds of it showing up by tomorrow? At this point when, again, no tracking number. On yeah. mytravel.gov. Right. And that's that's the main reason that I went at Diz. Like, because all the people on the passport agency told me that if there's no tracking number available yet still, that means it's still, quote, unquote, processing. So mm. I'm feeling pretty good about the fact that it's just not going to be here, which sucks. But that's why I did what I did. Right. Well, I guess so. the consolation is you don't have to stay up at night thinking about Rafael Devers anymore. Yeah, I guess. That is like, true. Like, that won't keep you up at night. You won't lose sleep over it anymore. The Devers gonna- dream is done. The Devers dream is done. So, over $300 million, We talked so much about him in the last like week, right? It was the pipe dream of getting their long-term third baseman, 26, left-handed power, everything you want in a third baseman. And we thought, well, he looked nice next to Dansby Swanson. If the Red Sox were willing to trade Mookie Betts and let Xander Bogarts go, maybe they're just going to tank and reload Cubs-style and they're going to let everybody go. Well, it appears not. They gave him three hundred plus million, and uh, here's a guy who hit twenty-seven homers last year, thirty-eight homers the year before. Bogarts was older. I'm just curious why of those guys. He's the one they decided they couldn't let get away. Is it because the other two? Is it because Betts didn't want to play in Boston? Is that still what we believe? He, he turned down a deal and was like, I'd rather be in L.A. Yeah, and I think at the time, and probably still, L.A. was a more desirable place to play just in terms of the quality of the team that you're going to. And for a while, it looked like Boston was headed for a full-out rebuild. Um, and I honestly thought, I think I said this on Tuesday, but when they reached that arbitration number for Devers, that one-year, $17 million deal, I thought, okay, this is just setting him up to be traded at the deadline. Right. It still looked at that even two days ago like they're they're in full, full out tear it down mode and he's just gonna be you know one of the last pieces to go. It just might not happen for six months. But then here they go with this extension which so for whatever reason they've it appears as though they made the decision that this is the guy we want to now start to build around. We let these other guys go for different reasons, but Devers is the guy that we're keeping him here and then we're we're building from mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah, what would be interesting is to kind of dive into well, why, why him, not Bogarts? I think we kind of know like you said, Betts, but yeah, it might, might be Just as simple as that. Walk it back a little bit related to Mookie Betts. I don't remember exactly how it went down. I just yeah, Luke, like you said, they offered him a contract, he declined, and then they traded him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and at that point, I don't think the Red Sox were in motion to go full rebuild. I mean, they just went to the ALCS, not this year, but the year before. Yeah. What, was, you know what, what, was, what year was that again? Is that 2019? 2019? It was, they were, he played for Los Angeles. His first year with Los Angeles was in 2020, right? So it had to be 2019. I That's guess right. So. And just a year off and, of winning and the, the World, World Series. Series. Yeah. The top yeah. prospect they, they the got Series. for him, they've already DFA'd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, 
the the bets <laughs> thing, true, I don't yeah. know if it has anything to do with him not wanting to be in Boston. I think it has more to do with they just didn't want to pay him. Mm. And they let Bogarts walk. I mean, I don't blame Boston for not giving Bogarts that long of a contract, I guess. Like, that one's kind of like a – like, we were all surprised. I mean, $120 million more – uh, and six more years or six, five or six more years than what the projected was, right? Like, yeah. I get that from a business standpoint. But Devers, I mean, he he's, he's young. Like, he's going to be 26 next year. You give him if, – if there's anyone to give an 11-year contract to, it's someone that's in their mid-20s, yeah. right? And he's, he's one of the best players at his position in the league. Like, I do think that, yeah, they needed to pay him because – Boston would have like the organization would have got like Cubs style shredded, you know, mm-hmm. by by the media <laughs> yeah. and their fan base. They were and, already getting shredded. Yeah, and they, yeah, they were already having well. a bad off season. So I will say, I think partly it is because of the backlash, but also like at least this guy, like at, at least he's not thirty two and and entering yeah. the back end of his prime. Like he's straight up like twenty six, mm-hmm. entering his yeah. prime, already one of the better players in the league. So I guess the only thing that I'm coming from this is the Mookie Betts thing still doesn't make sense to me other than the fact that they right. just didn't want to pay him. And they're probably going to regret that for a long time because he's one of the best players in the league. But at least they kept Devers, who, again, is really good. <laughs> so you avoid a total failure yeah. in that way. And I think, like, um, I see Tom in the in the comments just saying um, he couldn't afford to screw the pooch again. You know, maybe it's just as simple as – yeah, you can't let this be just a total bust of an off season. You got to mm-hmm. have one win for the fans. So, yeah, Bogarts is gone, but we extended Devers. Mm-hmm. Um, we've locked him down because mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's no trade clause in there. Is that right? I didn't. Right. See I didn't that. see anything about the no trade right. clause. Hey, there might be. I mean, I, I'm sure all the details haven't come out yet. Yeah, but there might there, there might be. There might not be. I, I just yeah. think it's funny that it was so fluid that they thought they had to get the one year deal done to avoid arbitration. And then literally like later. two a days day later, later yeah. or one day later, yeah. they've got this multi-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> which which goes into, I'm pretty what sure. What a waste it, of lawyer fees, by the way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it starts like this upcoming season. So like all that, uh, it would have it made more sense if they did that, had the one year of arbitration, and then, and, then, and then the deal starts the next year. They basically just bought out that year of arbitration right. that they had just come to terms with an agreement s- two days before. I did see that that, year, that arbitration number is included in the extension. It's a yeah. part of that. So... Um, it's not like that plus mm-hmm. the extension. But, yeah, it is. The timing was weird. You know, you get arbitration, and then just like that, now yeah. you've reached this extension. And it also strikes me, like, how much the market itself affected it. And I mean, I know the Red Sox lost Andrew Bogarts, and that also is a reason why they, like, kind of made it a priority to re-sign Devers uh, before the season. But just as far as, like, the, the, the amount of money these guys were getting on the market. And I know there were shortstops, but, like, Aaron Judge got $360 million. Pitchers were getting crazy amounts of money. I mean, the just – I feel like the average salary of, 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 of big deals, big-time superstar deals that were given up was higher. It was definitely higher than we've, like, seen. Like, I forgot how many billions have been yeah. given out in guaranteed money this year. We had it had reached a billion, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, no, it was over two billion. Was it two? So – I wonder how much the, the market affected it because would he have gotten if this if we were a year ago I guess lockout changes things but a, a year ago no lockout whatever before this whole free agent market does Devers get three hundred and thirty one million dollars like that's a lot Probably of not. that's a lot of money. Well, it, it is interesting the way that the free agent market has shifted so much just in the last few years. We're not that far removed from guys like. Um, Dallas Keuchel and Craig Kimbrell not getting contracts until June yeah. because things had gone so cold in that market. Now, granted, this winter, that was about as elite of a class of free agents as you could ask That's for. That's what Ian which, Happ said to us. He's like, yes, yeah. all this money's being spent, but remember, they were some of the best players yeah. in all of baseball. Endeavors is included in that right. group. Right. Yeah. So, well, because he, I mean, he's what, before Correa's whole thing, I mean, the, the one he agreed to with the Mets was $350 million over 13 years. I mean, Trey Turner didn't even get as much as Devers just got in his extension. So it, it it is crazy to me how much – I mean, I know Rafael Devers is a very good player, and I think his age helps him in that sense of, like, he's, what, three, four years younger than Trey Turner is right now. Left-handed. Two, two to three years younger the, than Correa, left-handed. Third, I mean, he's a different position. You know, all that stuff plays in his favor. Uh, it's just – just the amount of money that is like for the superstars just strikes me. And then 
it, it, this is a weird thought. It, it has nothing to do with Devers, but now seeing what he got, seeing what Correa got, it makes me wonder, like, when Soto hits free agency in two years, if he does, what the hell is he going to get? Because he already turned yeah. down, what, 400-something million from the Nats? And maybe knowing that he didn't want to play for the Nats played a part in that, but, like, he turned down over $100 million more than what Devers got. When we've right. already seen people throw out the $500 million number for Shohei Otani, and maybe Juan Soto doesn't get quite that much, but he might he might come close. You know, we could see the first $500 million contract. Eventually we will. Even yeah. if it's not those two guys, eventually it's we happen will. But it sure does yeah. look like it's trending that way. I just, so I just looked up the the seven most the seven biggest contracts in Red Sox history, and the Devers is now the, like the biggest contract yeah. they've ever given out. What was number two? Number two is David Price at like two thirteen. Two thirteen. So, okay, so wow. he blows it out of the water. Yeah, he blew it yeah. out of the water. So I mean, you know, we've sat here and talked about how the Cubs aren't even willing to go over the two hundred million mark. I mean, at some point, this organization is going to have to do it, whether it's from a guy for a guy that they develop themselves or if they just go out and shell the money. I mean, Gordon was here yesterday. We talked when we sat here and talked to him for another. 15, 20, 30 minutes after the show. And, you know, like, he basically said, like, the Cubs have this money. They have all this money to spend. And, uh, again, they sw- they signed Swanson this offseason. And it's a, gr- a good signing, in my opinion, and I'm happy about it and all that. But I think I think I'll like, – unless they make a major trade now with Devers off the board with that dream of maybe making a trade for him – like, I'm going into spring training thinking this is basically the roster the Cubs have. Unless they make that's, a major yeah. trade. It, it pretty much looks that and, way. Yeah. And but, I and – I, sorry. I, I basically sit for the offseason at this moment. I'd give the Cubs a C or a C plus. And I was hoping for more, man. Well, it's just kind of crazy how quickly the shine of signing Dansby Swanson uh, wore off this offseason. Like, that was – again, that was our, our biggest show. We had the emergency pod. Like, that was the talk of Cubs Nation for, like, a good few days until the press conference went, probably even a couple of days after. And then now it's kind of back to, like, people are people are frustrated and disappointed again. It's like they but didn't spend so, so many opportunities. Off when they didn't get two. When the yeah. first person yeah. oh floated God. the idea of two of those guys, all of the sudden every goober out there was like, ah, they're going to get two of them. They're going to get two of them. To me, it's Which not even did, that. It's, and, it's, and was that ever even realistic? I mean, that no, probably I think not. That no, was no, somebody, guy dream. somebody floated an idea somewhere. But it still and becomes like, what it. do they yeah. do with third yeah. base now? Like yeah. that. So yeah. the Devers dream was that they were going to be so frustrated, couldn't deal, they'd have to deal him. And you can debate all you want whether or not he was worth the prospects and then paying that massive extension that he just got. Maybe he was to you. Maybe he wasn't. The point is, he was a good young player that at least was a possibility of some kind. Whether he reached free agency, which was totally unlikely, but at least that were, there was that possibility. So now it's left with, okay, so what is their plan for the future at third base? Right? Because you don't yeah. hear about the Cubs. You don't hear a bunch of guys going, oh, yeah, the Cubs have a third baseman in the farm system, who's the next yeah. great third base. They don't have Chris Bryant sitting there at third base. And it's, it's a power position. Yeah. You, you talked about that, like how you want to see third and first. Okay, so at least maybe Mervis is the guy at first. Yeah, I mean, Who's they the have, guy at third? They have Triantos. Triantos. Triantos is like a, the, a future potentially, but he's, but not, he's still a couple years away. Road, right? yeah. He's still like three years right. away. I was, I'm saying like in, in as far as the Cubs pipeline right now, like Triantos is probably the one guy that like – Oh, like that's their third base in the future. Well, he's still, you know, he's still two, three years away. And like you said, he's not Chris Bryant. So the only option is finding a, tr- a trade partner yeah. for a third baseman in the future. We've heard Hobby's name. People, people throw out Hobby's name because he didn't go well the first time. But the Tigers. And, and then the, the, uh, the next pipe dream along is will Manny Machado opt out? That's, I think. And Otani is still possible. And, and That's not yes, third yeah, base, but yeah. it, it's correct. Possible. But but if you pay him enough, he might play third pitch and also DH. Yeah. Well, no, the hard thing with it because I know the, the Manny Machado thing has has come up here lately um, as a slim possibility. But I I think there's a problem with you know it's one thing to kind of plan ahead and you've you know you you look a few years down the road and you're planning on your roster construction you know for 23, 24, 25, you know all that kind of thing, but there's so many variables that go into that and pinning your hopes on 
maybe Machado is going to opt out and then we're going to have this chance to make a run at him. That's, I mean, I think that would be lovely. Um, but I don't know that that is how you want to build a contending team is pinning hopes on something with that number of variables. Cause it's at least at first base, you have Matt Mervis who I've, I've said already that my expectations are kind of low, but at least he's a guy where there's potential there he could very well turn into your first baseman of the future. That is a real possibility. Yeah. And so that's fine if now Eric Hosmer is the, the placeholder stopgap option until Matt Mervis is your guy. You don't have the same thing at third base right now. Patrick Wisdom is – we know what he, – he's a known quantity at this point. Um, but it's one thing when he's there filling third base, but you don't have anyone set to fill, you know, to fill that spot when wisdom is done. I, I right. Think, What's your dream? That Morell that Morell develops into that guy? Is that is that is that the most right. likely scenario? I was getting point? ready to say well, that, right. that, that's the whole thing. Is like because Morell, I, I mean, he's the guy that can play all over the field. I think that's what the Cubs like him is he can play yes. all over but the they've field. They've got a lot of those guys. So if he's good at third, stick him at third. You have no third but, baseman. But yeah. That's the point. Is he has to be better at third. Yeah. He, he wasn't great at third this mm-hmm. year. And so you you don't really know if he's going to be good at third at the major league level because he wasn't he can in his field first it. He just can't throw. It, right, so, yeah. so he mm-hmm. has improvements to make, and can can you count? At third at least. Yeah, you're right. Can you count on the improvements to be made? Is the whole yeah. point. It's like I I I mean he's 23 years old. He's gonna work his butt off. We know that that's Christopher. Moore. He's gonna work his butt off with a smile on his face. But can he be a third baseman of the future? I, I don't think he's proven that at all. I mean, I'm not saying he can't be, but because he had a really kind of sort of breakout year at least parts of it i'm not saying he can't be but he has to prove that and so it's another one where you're like you can't count on him you can't count on as it goes back to luke's point of there's no chris bryant in the system right now even on the major league roster there's no chris bryant that you know like eventually once he gets there you can set it and forget it. he's gonna be good which chris bryant ended up being for i mean for definitely the first three years injuries kind of took a toll on him later on but that was him, and, and you knew that as soon as you drafted him, and he started, you know, flying through the minors like this is the guy. You don't at least at third base, you don't have that. When even if you're thinking about Morell as that option, you're right back to, well, you're you're hinging that on, well, as long as this works out and that works yeah. out, does he show he can be consistent at the plate? Does he show that defensively he can improve enough to play third base on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. There's. Again, I'm right back to there's a lot of variables there, and I, I'm not comfortable with that. I saw, I, go ahead. Luke. I was just going to say, I, I just don't see the path. I wish I could see the path. I wish I could look at another team and say, all right, they've got a top prospect coming at third. They're going to be willing to get rid of this guy. You know, I pitched last year. Hey, if you're trading Ian Happ at the deadline, package him with Patrick Wisdom and tell the White Sox, listen, Mancata's not working. We'll take a flyer on him next year. Here's your power guy at third, and here's your all-star Gold Glover that you can play with a left-handed bat. No, but Rick Hahn didn't pick up my call. He did not. No. So I just don't I don't see that guy. I saw somebody in the chat just say uh, Chapman could be the guy. Five Chapman. from one. To, oh, okay. I, He's great defensively. They'd yeah. have, they would yeah. have an elite defensive <laughs> infield next, like in 2024. The direction does, they've but been when going. When are they going to yeah. get a star yeah. player at the corner? Because I am – as excited as I am about Matt Mervis, just like everybody hopes that he comes in as that guy, guys, you can't pin your hopes on one prospect just being like yeah. your corner infielder yeah. for. Because isn't that kind of what the Cub, the Cubs ran into? You know, I'm thinking 15, 20 years ago, there was always the like that one guy Corey that was going to come, the Corey Patterson, <laughs> some of those mm. types of guys who we get guy. super Felix excited. Pye. PA, yeah. PA. <laughs> I just like to say, yeah, like you know, we, we don't want to get back into that mode where it's like, well, hey, this one guy is going to come out of the system and he's going to set things right. That's you. Yeah, you can't operate that well, you way. You got Derek Lee. Pro, I mean, prospects are, you know, they're, they're volatile, I guess, for lack of a better mm-hmm. word, like prospects. Yeah. The biggest jump is from AAA to or whatever, minor leagues to major leagues, whatever you know, whatever level you come from straight to the major leagues, that's the biggest jump you can make. And not even the best prospects sometimes fizzle out when you see that. Like, there are guys that that do really well in the minor leagues and they get to the majors and struggle, and maybe they overcome it, maybe they don't. Like, that. that's – I think you, you can, like – you can feel good about prospects, but like you said, like, not every highly touted prospect is going to come up and, and be the savior. So to, to rely on that yeah. is not – 
if, if, you're, if you're a major league front office, you shouldn't just sit there and be like, all right, we got we got two or three really good minor leaguers. Let's you know those are going to be our guys. I I'll say I'll it say worked this. out for the Cubs Sean last time. Sean says Henry solved the problem, and I was going to say that Ramirez and Lee. You're right. Yeah. I yeah. wish Jed Hoyer could find the next yeah. Aramis Ramirez to stick at third. But that was a lovely. generational trade that just Rammy. doesn't like. I don't Rammy. even see the Aramis Ramirez out time. there. Like Devers would be your Aramis Ramirez, yeah. although he wasn't had, he wasn't probably as good as Devers is no. already. So I, I'll say this: you know, this is playing more so devil's advocate. I saw a video on TikTok from my our friend uh, of the program. Jake Benowski, uh, and he it was just a video of him talking about his thoughts about the Hosmer deal, and he goes through it and all that, and he towards the end he talks about how um, he thinks that this Cubs team can be sneaky good, and you know talk you know he kind of referenced what we've all been saying here with the term of um, you know we're putting all our 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 chips in on some of these prospects that hit and all that. I will, and, and then he goes on to say that while that is true, I think the you still think I think we all can still sit here and think the Cubs are in a better position than that plan that they had going into last season. Yeah, because at least you have mm-hmm. more answers or more questions answered going into this year. I think sure so. you you're still you like you got a full year out of Nico Horner and and you think that he's going to continue to do that right and you think say Suzuki is going to yeah. you know be more consistent like i think there were there were a lot of questions last year and yeah we still got a lot of questions going into next season too but i will say that there are more questions answered and i think that is okay to then have a little bit more optimism about the team being good or at least in the wild card chase cuz again that's all we really wanted right yeah. I mean, yeah, if we would have got Devers, I would have been on the, oh, baby, let's go with the NL Central. Like, let's win the NL Central if that would have happened, yeah. right? Here, here's I'll, I'll add on to that a little bit, too. And, yeah, I agree they're probably in a better position roster-wise uh, than they were this past year. And maybe maybe fewer, like, if this works out, they could make some noise. Like, there may be a few better ones that are like, okay, like, you can, like, adjust and steal. You yeah. probably feel good about him being in the rotation versus a year ago. Um, you still didn't know for sure that he was a rotation guy. Um, and I will add on to that as n- now that we know, I mean, the Cubs, it was going to take a lot for them to, you know, really compete for uh, any sort of deep playoff run this offseason. They were going to have to do a lot of work. Um, now we kind of know where the Cubs are. There's a few minor moves that could still be made, but we kind of know where they are. And as much as people don't want to, don't like it and don't want it to be that way, this feels like another season that the Cubs are going to be figuring things out. And at least at, th- at least this time around versus last year, this time around, more of those top guys, Brennan Davis, you know, uh, Alexander Canario, whenever he eventually comes up or is eventually healthy and, and can come up, potentially Pete Crow Armstrong at the end of the season, there are more guys that, like, your top guys that may actually hit the majors this year where you can actually get a look at what they can do at the major league level. It's not what people wanted, but at least if you're looking for a positive spin, I'm going to try to spin zone as, be- as much as Luke did the other day. Like, at least you can somewhat look forward to some of those top guys eventually making their, you know, major league debuts versus, again, as much as we like, you know, Christopher Morrell or Nelson Velasquez, those weren't in the Cubs, like, top ten prospects that were coming up last year. You may have a few of those guys actually hit the big leagues this year, and then you can actually see what they're going to do. And I think we can all sit here and confidently say this team will – well, the the games the Cubs win this year will be because of of pitching and defense. And if you have good pitching and defense – like, the Guardians are a great example of it. I mean, no one thought they'd be shit. And, of course, their division was bad last year. But still, like, the Cubs are in a bad division. Like, and I know they're not going to play same teams 19 times or whatever. But still, like, they're in a bad division. They they could they could hang around and be competitive. And if those pitching prospects that we saw last year continue to grow this coming season, then, yeah, you got – you're feeling better about next season than – you're probably sitting in June and July, and you're probably feeling better than you probably are right now, considering Devers is, is going to be a Red Sox for the next 11 years. So, I don't know. Again, I'm still frustrated and annoyed with how things have played out because I think we all wish they would have done more, especially on the second-tier free agent market. But I, mean, I ain't going to sit here for the next 12 months and complain about it. Like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? So, at some point, we have to move on and just deal with it. Um, that's But, yeah, I mean – at least, 
at least there's less questions to be answered next year than there were in 2022. But yeah. still lots of questions. You mentioned, you mentioned Cleveland, and I think the Guardians are – we'll talk about them a little bit later in the podcast because I do think the Cubs are somewhat following a similar game plan. Not in that they're a small market team and the way they're going about it. It's the three things. It's their pitching, their defense, and what's the third one? Base running. Yeah. They tried to steal a lot of bases last year. They tried to take advantage of that. And you think the Cubs look at how many bases they tried. Remember at some point season last year, Cody, when I looked at each other, I'm like, are the Cubs playing in 1985? Like, when did they start? And they started trying to steal more and more. And now you see the bigger bases coming, the shift going away, and you think maybe the stolen base might be coming back. We'll start making a bit of a comeback in the game. I don't know if it will or won't this season, but it seems like it's a possibility. Well, they this, want this, more action, right? That's right. Somebody that's who's the point. Grew up watching Ricky Henderson and Vince Coleman and guys like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bring yeah. back the stolen base. <laughs> Love it. I'm yeah, for well, too. And yeah. that's what you know. This Cubs team was kind of last year. It was with, without the power. They were trying to manufacture more runs, being more aggressive on the base pass, and sometimes to their detriment, a little more, a little, a little too aggressive. Um, hey, these, these bigger bases. I mean, they were. I think uh, they were fourth in the majors in stolen bases this year. Like if they're going to keep, you know, kind of manufacturing these kind of runs and roll out a lot of the same players. I mean, they may they may lead the bold prediction. They may lead the major leagues in stolen bases this year. And that's why I say Tony Campana might be the solution at third base. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just go. see. Tony. Uh, guys, Green Ridge <laughs> Farm go. is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches. All-natural meat sticks that are hardwood smoked for eight hours. 16 grams of protein per stick, making them a perfect post-workout snack. They come in flavors like chicken, black forest beef, jalapeno cheddar, and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them yet, you don't know what you're missing. They're delicious because they're made from recipes that are generations in the making. And being all-natural, they deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or your Chicagoland grocery stores. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks are free, F-R-E-E, simply by using the code C-H-G-O at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Meanwhile, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers Free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. That can be done in person or virtually. Lasts about two hours. Then within three to four weeks, customers get their report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation includes an estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Start saving money and energy today for energy-saving tips to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comment.com slash poweringbiz. Ready to sign up for that facility assessment? Call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. So the Devers dream is dead. And now the Wade Miley revenge factor begins <laughs> in Milwaukee. Oh, you know it's coming, man. I look, I'm looking forward to at least two or three starts where he goes six, seven innings and shuts the Cubs down. I'm, and when I say I'm looking forward to it, I'm dreading it. Like, I know it's coming. Like, I, I, I've mentally prepared myself for it to happen. It's good what to be he, prepared. What did yeah, he pitch? Yeah. Eight to ten games for the Cubs? Yeah, but if he's healthy. We even all said here that we would have been happy if he came back and, I and if he fine. was healthy. I yeah. think when they started mm-hmm. to see when Miley and it, I'm just guessing. Like, let's, let, let's say the Cubs were interested in, like, hey, throw a flyer out there. When you start to see the amount of arms that they were putting in the rotation stockpiling, like a lot of teams are trying to do. Yeah. He probably didn't see a, a ton of guaranteed starts if he was healthy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, upset that Wade Miley's not a Cub. I'm just more of, like, of course he went back to Milwaukee where he yeah. had success, and now the Cubs are going to have to play him. And, yeah. you know, 
We just I, hope he pitches fast games against the Cubs. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that's that, that I'm looking forward to about it is that the that's games the will take, like, two yeah. hours. He, yeah, <laughs> just he made eight starts last year. Eight starts. And, I mean, one of the, maybe one of the good things about the fact that he was not able to be healthy last year is it did create some of the opportunities for the Keegan Thompsons and the Justin Steeles to get more starts. Even some of the other um, – down the road, does Hayden Wisniewski get to pitch – the way that he did um even adrian sampson you know did really well yeah. in some stretches so do we do we have the we've talked a lot about the confidence that we have in Steele and thompson now going into 2023 do we have that if wade miley is fully healthy and pitches a full season or even pitches half the season and gets traded in july yeah. um maybe we don't i don't know so we probably don't see keegan thompson make as many starts right so there's uh, maybe some silver lining to that, although it does feel like all the elements are there for him to go to Milwaukee and then just torment the Cubs. But yeah. also, <laughs> I could, yeah. he could also be in the same situation the Cubs were going to use him because, I don't know about you guys, I think Milwaukee's selling the team in July. Like, I, I think they're going to – I think they're trading Burns and maybe even Woodruff in July because I don't – I just – I think – wasn't that one of your bull predictions, that the Cubs would finish above Milwaukee? I did. I did right? And that. if the Cubs are above Milwaukee in July this season, Milwaukee's going to be selling some guys. By the way, they wouldn't do it, but if Woodward were available, then I'd be willing to trade some prospects. Oh, yeah. Because that would be oh, I'd race. love if yes. Corbin Burns or Woodward Burns came or Brandon available. Freddie Peralta is a, a very underrated pitcher, in my There's opinion. There's a few starters in that rotation that I would happily mm, welcome. Yes. You know, come on down. Make the drive down 94 and <laughs> – you know, we'll be happy to have you. Yeah, just Never pick me been. up some things at the Mars Cheese Castle, and we're good Never to go. Never been. Law Dog, you been to the Cheese Castle? What about the Bong Rec Center? He's not. Bong Rec area, my bad. Yeah, he has not been to the Bong Rec, bong rec area? <laughs> yeah, every bong. time you go up to Wisconsin on 94, there's always the sign for the Bong Rec, and every kid that went by for decades just giggled. That's like uh, <laughs> There's a, uh, may have been there. there's a state park in Kentucky called Big Bone Lick. Yep. Same It'll do thing. it. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, and then we saw Zach Davies sign with the Diamondbacks. Cody was disappointed about that. He was thinking maybe another Zach Davies run. Anytime I just see Zach Davies' name pop up on my Twitter timeline, I get PTSD. Like that, <laughs> I, I start don't, twitching. Like, if we ever get the pleasure of meeting our friends from PHNX, I'm, I'm just going to tell them straight up. Like, Zach Davies, he he he's one of the reasons I it's hard for me to trust. So, I good for the Diamondbacks. Thank you. I'm Jeez. that would have oh I would have been so mad if the Cubs would have just decided to do something like that again. Um, I'm just glad you have trust issues because of Zach Davies. Zach Davies, yeah. man. Oh my God. What makes me mad about Zach Davies is when he was with Milwaukee, he was he was pretty good, and you always wondered how is this guy doing it. And everyone, mm-hmm. everyone had the audacity to compare this guy to Kyle Hendricks. And then he comes to the Cubs in the U Darvish trade and stinks. Like, like, like Edwin Jackson stinks. And, and, and yeah. Like it, we it, stinks. Yeah, like it was just the, the Zach Davies experience was awful, man. Like maybe Tyler Chatwood experience was the only thing worse than the Zach Davies Ooh. experience. Man. Ooh. Is, oh, well, that I've had a lot of bad experiences. He's yeah, out like, of baseball now? Chatwood? Chatwood I think he signed so. I, no, I, th- I thought I heard Somebody signed him? No, yeah, I got to see I, I, I got to see this. I was, gonna, I was just about to say, which <laughs> former Cub will give us the most pain this upcoming season? <laughs> Wilson. Well, right, it's got to <laughs> be Wilson. Wilson. Will it be it's gonna, Wilson? Yeah. It's going to be Wilson. Schwarber continues Wilson. to give me pain. Yeah, I mean, there's Schwarber games. Schwarber games when you play the Phillies, will it be? Just watching him hit homers against other teams. I feel like I feel like Wilson, you know, being in a Cardinals jersey will give Cubs like it's just going to be a hard just that barrier for other players to overcome. Just the yeah the the vision of Cubs you know Cubs fans seeing Wilson Contreras in a Cardinals jersey is already like such a big head start. The only way that that like he'll take if he even plays well, it's like no one else can catch up to that. The only way that it doesn't if it's not painful is if he just sucks, which I don't hope. I hope that doesn't happen, but I'm just saying that. It wouldn't be as bad if he wasn't that good. I don't think there was anybody so far that has 
Wilson we knew was going. Miley doesn't it doesn't bother me at all that he is signed. It doesn't no. bother me that Zach Davies is ever on any other the team. The only thing that I did It's not like, like last year where we were watching to wait and see where guys were going to really go. Right. The only thing I liked about Miley, I guess Miley's, uh, I guess, exit was on his way out, Tucker Barnhart comes in, and he said that yeah. Wade Miley was a big reason why he even signed with the Cubs. Yeah. So, and you know. there – People Miley don't like it because the, people don't like the Barnhart signing for some reason. I, I think he's a fine, it's a fine move. Fine, I mean, he's a fine part-time catcher. For they don't the, like it the because they had an because all-star they had, catcher. They had a guy yeah, that was because you. you or they had, we wanted. Or it because they had visions of like an, a, a crazier offseason right. for the Cubs and like Barnhart was supposed to be that last little throw-in piece of like a. I think uh, Barnhart. It's, why people, it's also why people hate. We said yesterday, hot, a lot of people that hate the Hosmer deal. Just are always going to compare him to Rizzo. Yeah. Okay. I think when if you look at Barnhart as like we replaced Contreras with Barnhart, then of course you're not going to like it. But that's I mean that's not really the way that you should look at it because that's not how this is operating. Yeah. I think Barnhart has the potential to, I guess in a way, surprise us like Jan Gomes did. Like I would say that Jan Gomes played better than what I expected last year. So now that he's going to play fifty percent of the time along with Barnhart playing fifty percent of the time, then. Maybe we just you know you get a you get production of just a solid catching core that makes the pitchers better than than what we expect yeah. and you get good defense and like that's that's the angle the Cubs want to go and like that's fine well, and I think that's what you want is like I, that, this is the direction the Cubs are going of course mm-hmm. uh, but now you got Jan Gomes who like you said probably performed better than we expected and is a very respected catcher in baseball just around the game. Barnhart kind of in the same vein, former gold glove. He's, I think, 17 and 20 for his gold glove season. So it's been a couple of years. Um, but both those guys are guys that people, like like pitchers, would like, you know, calling they'll call their games, working with them in bullpens, all that different stuff. And uh, for for that, especially when you have guys like Justin Steele, Keegan Thompson, even Edward Alzali, who's still trying to you know kind of discover himself at the major league level, you might have arms coming up from the minor leagues relievers. Jordan Wicks could eventually come up this year. You know, guys like that. And what you want, and this is not even a knock on Wilson, because like a lot of that, the game calling and that kind of stuff is so not. You don't really have the ability to 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 like see stats for that, the game calling and how you work with a pitching staff and bullpens. Like you can't measure that. At least we can't. Um, but, like, to have two guys that have documented evidence from, you know, just from pitchers and pitching staffs talking about how good they are working with pitching staffs and, and calling games and calling bullpens, all that stuff, to have two guys that could do that with a lot of young pitchers on this staff, I think that's a huge benefit for those guys, not just, you know, developing or winning games or whatever, but their own personal development. Because if you trust the guy you're working with behind the plate, uh, that gives you a lot more confidence than anything. Well, if you're gonna, if your new game plan for moving forward with the franchise is to invest in pitching, right? The first time around, it was bats because everybody was doing the opposite. The Cubs have always tried to, f- with Jed and now or Theo and now Jed, tried to flip the script. Now they're investing in the pitching. It seems like a wise thing to have a guy that's going to help those guys, right? I, I agree with that. 100%. For the first time in 20 years, the Cubs are producing pitching out of their system, so. Again, like they're not, they don't have the bats coming out of the system the way that they did six, seven years ago. Now it's arms, and so yeah, it makes sense invest in some veteran catchers to to pair with those young pitchers. Yeah, and perhaps Swanson replaces that offense from Contreras. You know, like, and then and obviously prove it, and obviously you're you're hoping some of these other guys. You're hoping Madrigal hits thirty five home runs. Yeah, the small matter. Of, at, yeah, Nick Madrigal. What, I, what, I don't even know what expectation we should put for Madrigal because obviously he's not going to play every day now. Like, I'm hope I, I'm honestly just hoping, if anything, that he's just healthy and they just find a role for him. I think that's the if, you know you put anything on Madrigal for 2023, it's be healthy for the whole season. Yeah. That's your objective. We know what kind of hitter you you probably are going to be over a full season, but. The trouble for him has always been just staying on the field. So mm-hmm. figure that out, and then we'll go from there. If let, Let's just throw out the scenario that Madrigal is healthy and he turns into the type of hitter that is on base constantly because he's getting so many base hits. Maybe walk, uh, raises his walk rate some. Like a ton, raises, like and, a few and you're like, points. okay, this is a player that I can play every day. We know he can only play second base. 
is there some tiny 1%, 2% chance that they would put him at second and then try moving Nico to third? Maybe. Would Nico it, have – I mean, I didn't think Nico necessarily had the arm to do short, but he proved me wrong. Yeah. He was he – was, more than had the arm to do it. He was great last year. Yeah. I just don't know, like, I don't see the path for playing time. I know Joe Madden used to always say those things work themselves out. But I think the big question for a lot of people is, A, is, is Madrigal really a major league player? And if he is, then how does he fit? Eventually, they're going to have to fit guys into right, a roster. Yeah, right now, I see Madrigal as kind of like what Tommy Lastella was, which was just a, a pinch hitter off the bench and who can play. Okay. Who can play second base, which is still a or role. third. Even I mean, yeah, yeah Magical can't play third, role. but he yeah. did play third. Jesse um, Rogers loved him, and yeah, I'm just saying, like I, that's how I see it. Given the kind of hitter that we think Magical is, if you're going to have a guy you want coming off the bench to pinch hit for you, mm-hmm. I know with the DH that's less of a thing than it used to be, but if you want that kind of a guy on your roster, Magical, you could do worse, a lot and, worse. Than and we've seen Ross, Rossi, do like really play the matchup game especially in the late innings of close games where he's made he's taking guys out pinch hit for guys and we're all sitting here scratching our head and yeah maybe sometimes it didn't work out but other times it did so I mean I think magical honestly like he's a better bench player than what the Cubs really had coming off the bench last year for sure you know what I mean like and again to me he's got to stay healthy and me and Ryan talked about before the end of the season on post-game shows about Madrigal in terms of just, like, how this offseason was huge for him, just being able to stay healthy and maybe, you know, transform his yeah. body a little bit. Be yeah, able he talked to about that. Be able to do more. Like, if he wants to be a major league player, if he wants to, like, stay up here, like, the Cubs have to be relaying this to him. Like, if, if not, then please tell me he's listening to this podcast so I'm telling <laughs> him. Like, like that – he has to know that, especially now knowing that Horner and Swanson are going to be the guys up the middle. Like, he's fighting for his major league life, dude. So, yeah. again, well, I don't have high expectations, but he is a guy that I do think that, you know, might open our eyes a little bit in terms of being a little bit of a surprise because of the role that he'll be in. Yeah, well, at that at this point, it's like because of the health issues um, and even, you know, some of the, the unproductive uh, – stretches he had last year obviously we know he had, his August was really good um and that's like the type of hitter I guess we hope Magical could be if he gets a full healthy season you know that kind of stuff right now there's not a path for everyday playing time for him because I guess the expectation right now is Dan's BS short Nico at second so the path to 600 you know plate appearances every seat or the, this upcoming season um you can't really see it but if he's a guy that you know he when he gets out there he plays well he plays great defense he hits the ball like the Cubs you know expected when they traded for him then he that's that's the kind of situation where he starts to force the issue and make mm-hmm. the Cubs figure out a way to help to get him to play every day whether that's you know moving you know giving Dansby an extra day off or Nico an extra day off or making sure Nico gets in at the DH whatever needs to happen uh, I think that's like best case scenario for him right now because again it's looking like Dansby short. Nico second. Where's Nick Madrigal fit into that? He's got to kind of force the issue himself. He's got to force them to play him every day, knowing that hey, we can't just leave his bat on the bench. Like well, we got to have him. We got to get him three at bats every game at least. That's the kind of problem I want the Cubs to yeah, have. That, yeah, sure. You know, that goes back to what I every, said about everybody the bench. wants yeah, right. that. <laughs> right, right. So. Just whether or not it's actually going to happen. That's right. where. Yeah. By the way, did you guys notice if you're watching on YouTube? Little addition to the set today: Connect Roasters Coffee. We got Shout some. Con- we got a Connect mug here. We've mm-hmm. got um, some of their delicious coffee on hand. We've. Uh, I've been enjoying it at home quite a bit lately. Yeah. This is. Uh, this is good stuff. Thing is, I'm not even. A, I don't even like coffee, but I. I'll try. I would try the Connect roasters. It's coffee smells great. Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you got to turn I, it. Oh, it, sorry, sorry about that. It came the gold in glove the mail one. yesterday. Like I saw it sitting on the table over there, and of course, in classic Cody fashion, I asked, "Can I take the mug home?" <laughs> and uh, no one gave me a yes or no, so I just did. I told you it was not my call. Well, yeah. isn't that you know, if no one tells you yes or no, I think that just gives you license to you know, just take it. I did not. Yeah. I. I but no, it is still is right there. I, it's a nice mug. I'd like to add it to our collection at our apartment. But I feel like the real test for a mug is how, you know, the, the finger grip, how many you can get through that handle. And, you know, do you want the pinky out? Do you, you oh, know, yeah. how do you? Fancy. These are the things that I consider when getting Anyone, anyone that's watched SpongeBob knows that means you're fancy. Right. You get the pinky right. out. But uh, 
Yeah, some good stuff. Millennial from thing right there. Because <laughs> Stucky's over here looking at me like, what the hell did he just say? Ooh, well, I was gonna, out. You know how many epi- episodes Pinkies of <laughs> Spongebob I've watched? Pinkies out. What? I'm a, that'd be a zero. I've oh, never yeah. watched Spongebob uh, in my life. Oh, I have not watched Spongebob out, in my life. I believe there are also some stickers that say, Ian Happ makes me coffee. Ooh. Nice. Really? I thought I saw I like that those. in Jake's office I like over those. there. But uh, as as someone who has been to the Connect Roasting Facility, Mm. Uh I can tell you those are great people making great coffee. Does it smell glorious? Well, one of the things that I went there expecting there to be this smell, but surprisingly during the roasting process, it doesn't smell like you think that it will. Um, But I did get to drink a cup of Chemex Connect coffee made in a Chemex by Ian Happ. So... Literally, Ian Happ made me coffee. Um, it was Johnny Knox brought me my water one good time stuff. at B-Dub, so kind of have that in common. Dub, uh, Johnny Knox? Yeah. That's a, that's a story for a different day. Dub says in the chat that we need a CHGO blend. Ooh. CHGO blend would be cool. I maybe, like this. I don't know. I like well, this. Maybe we, maybe we get Connect Work something Ro- out with Connect. Connect Roche yeah. is on the phone Side. and see what's up. Yeah. Yeah, we can call it. Vibes. Yeah, we just call vibes it vibes. Blend. The vibes, vibes blend. blend. CHGO vibes blend. It's, good, it's got double the caffeine. The Steve blend. <laughs> <laughs> the Steve blend. I like that. The All right. Steve blend. Uh, yeah, Cody, what about a little DraftKings? Uh, mm. uh, I took the Bulls money line last night. Oh. Well, let me tell you, that felt good. I, and See, not everything the was bad. the reason I did it was because it was a no-sweat bet, so I didn't have to care. I was going to get my money back no matter what. But they won. So shout out to the boys who play at the United Center. Place that bet on DraftKings. New Year, same nonstop NBA action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And if you're new to DraftKings Sportsbook, you can place a place any $5 NBA bet and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Plus, everyone can take a shot at scoring at any bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Just combine multiple bets from the same matchup, like who will win, total points scored, and more. At a same-game parlay last night, came short, just on one leg, of course. Yeah. I had – How many legs? Four legs. Four-legger. Kevin Durant, over 30-and-a-half. I had, I had Patrick Williams, two threes. He hit that in the first, like, five minutes yeah. of the game. Check mark. I, I had someone on the nets – I oh, I had I had rebounds. I had Ben Simmons over six and a half rebounds. Oh. He had eight or more. Damn. I know that much. And then I had Zach Levine over twenty two and a half. Oh. What did he end up with? Thirteen. 13. It was oh. like his lowest total oh. in like weeks. You should have you should have bet Io to pin KD up against the glass. Should have. Should have. Hey, you know I should have bet points for Patrick Williams. That would have been that would have made my profit even better because he led the team in scoring. His like the market for him is like. Usually around nine, ten points. He scored like twenty last night. At 22. least, at least our uh, Mizzou pick of the week hit yesterday. Yeah, se- Mizzou plus, Mizzou seven, plus and seven and a half. Oh, they, but they, they blew they a twenty-one covered. point lead. So. They did, they did, and I didn't text Ryan about it. I really didn't. All right. I, yeah, I was yeah, too busy at watching. We lost to a, my fucking night. We lost to a, a, a mm. <laughs> just just tough. A anyway, you can on the road. You can you can be heartbroken or excited. When you download the, da- the DraftKings Sportsbook, guys, uh, download it now and sign up with code CHGO. New customers bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's with code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in your podcast or YouTube description. We ride again tonight. North Alabama plus seven and a half, folks. Uh, who isn't? Iowa. <laughs> yeah, who, who who wouldn't who wouldn't bet? Give us that? something bold. Everybody's yeah, doing that. I mean, come on! <laughs> but when you win your North Alabama bet tonight, you can use that money, turn it around, and go spend that on Shady Rays. Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays is they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked, dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. 
Even with that strong of a protection program, they still managed to make quality that I can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. I don't, I forgot them on my desk at home again, but when I do hold them in my hand, I can tell you that. Shady Ray's customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Ray's also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free, BOGO, as Luke likes to say. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO for 50% off at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. French say BOGO. BOGO. Fuck, that's so a great deal. We, ooh. Well, yeah, they're just you're approaching the over-under under that people yeah. were gambling yeah. on the F-bombs from CHGO today. So we talked about Tommy LaStella earlier and yeah. some breaking Tommy LaStella news. I signed with the Cubs. Um, the Giants put him on release waivers. There so yeah. wow. there you go. There's your third baseman. Third base problem solved. Solved. Uh, they. It sounds like, you know, we, we talk, waited for Hosmer. Hosmer's their solution, they think, at first base, along with Mervis maybe. Um, and I thought, gosh, how many gold gloves has he won? Four. So then I started thinking, well, how many gold gloves do they – how many gold gloves does it take to win a wild card spot in 2023? Because the Cubs would be pretty close to it. Hmm. I started adding them up. I'm like, wait a minute. Hosmer's got four. Swanson's got one. Barnhart's got two. The Cubs have a combined total of nine gold gloves now on their team. Three and and I, three go, I go nine and a half because I give Nico half credit because his now teammate is the guy that really beat him out for it. Yeah. In my and eyes. And we were all angry he wasn't a finalist. That's right. So I would say the Cubs have nine and a half gold gloves, and it goes back to the Cleveland thing. And yes, their GM has a connection to Cleveland. Maybe that's part of it. I don't know. Or they just didn't see a path to adding all those bats this offseason. They were like, okay, how do we. We can't add all the power we needed. What's plan B? Well, let's get better defensively. Let's get better running the bases. Let's put the ball in play a little bit more. I don't know if that part has been accomplished. but Well, their defense was one of their strengths in 2016. You go back and look at their run prevention back then and their run differential that they were able to, to put up. They probably won't have the same kind of run differential this year because they won't score as much. But, yeah, if you – they did a lot of things well, though. That's the yeah. That's the yeah. difference. Like I agree. Like you look at 2016 and say, well, that was the best defensive team they ever had. What was the best team they ever had? Just yeah. across the board. <laughs> the yeah, everything was had. good. Yeah, everything so, was good. But. At least in the modern era, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Cubs do on defense. They have added good defenders on top of what they already had. I guess. Um, I I know Wilson gets flack for his defense, but we do know he controlled the running game really well. So I'm I'm curious to see how Jan Gomes and, and Tucker Barnhart make up for that part of, of what the Cubs lose defensively with Contreras mm-hmm. um, because I, I would I would I don't know the numbers in front of me but from the eye test I would say he had a better arm uh, you know quicker pop time whatever you want to say you, you know he's a, a year younger than he actually might be the same age as Tucker Barnhart I'm like I'm not sure a year younger maybe same age um, but it just feels like that part is going to be missing from the Cubs defensively uh, and so I want to see if Tucker and, and Jan can kind of make up for that in other ways, even if it's in other ways, but definitely as far as just controlling the running game, how catchers should. It's going to be harder this year with the smaller bases, um, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. That's what I'm looking for as a, you know, a former catcher at heart. Um, I, I like to say all-state bullpen catcher. But I'd like to see uh, someone says Seiya in there because he was a gold glove caliber outfielder in Japan. Love to see him take a, yeah. a big step in right field. There were times last season where – he kind of looked like he was lost out there, but I mean, it's a big learning a, curve. Yeah, it's a big yeah, learning curve, and it Wrigley yeah. Wrigley is a tough right field. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, I don't I don't know if he's going to be a Gold Glove caliber, you know, every single year type guy eventually, but I'm looking forward to better defense from him in 2023. I'd like to see PCA come up eventually and be a Gold Glove guy. Two years. Yeah. I feel confident in that eventually happening. I, I think mm-hmm. he's if the, the even highlights it, I've seen. Whew. Yeah, yeah. He, he, even yeah. if he, you know, the strides he's made offensively don't eventually, you know, I'm not gonna say they're not gonna pan out, but they're not. It's not as good as as you'd like it to be at the major league level. It feels like he at least will be 
has the has really good shot at being a perennial, you know, Gold Glove center fielder. Which, if you got that, you like it. See, maybe when we did our slogan show, 2023 should have been "Leather is back in 2023." There you go. Ooh. Leather is back. I actually Possible like that. shirt we could make Write it here down. at the CHGO locker. Anyways, thanks for checking out the uh, CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Brendan, Corey will be here for a podcast on Friday. And we're back on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday leading you up to the big Cubs convention. Have a great weekend. Until then, fly the W.